Marinas play a vital role in providing a safe, convenient place for boaters to dock their vessels and enjoy the water. But there's much more to marinas than just a place to park. From the bustling communities that develop around them to the economic benefits they bring to their local areas, marinas are a hub of activity and a vibrant part of any waterfront. Marinas offer a gateway to adventure and relaxation. Our guest today is Rick Borian, Supervisor of Community Services. Join us as we dive into the fascinating world of marinas and discover everything there is to know about this exciting and dynamic industry. This conversation is part of the City of Sault Ste. Marie's brand new podcast, where each month we will be bringing in city representatives to discuss exciting initiatives the city is offering and get to know some of the city staff that are working hard to make our community a wonderful place to live, work, and play. I am Tessa Vecchio, Corporate Communications Officer, and this is Where You Belong. Welcome, Rick. Thank you so much for joining us today on Where You Belong. Thanks for having me, Tess. I'm glad to be here. Yes, talk about everything marinas, which I'm super excited about because it means that the weather is hopefully starting to get nicer and boats are going to be in the water pretty soon. So in true Where You Belong podcast fashion, we usually start with a few questions just to get our listeners getting to know our, our special guests a little bit more. So tell us first about what you do and why you love doing it. Oh, that's, it's, it's a big question really, because like I always tell everybody, I love, I love what I do. I love who I work with and I love being able to do so many different things because it's always changing. So I manage the entire waterfront operations from the locks to the marinas, the pavilion programming at the pavilion. So it's, it's very busy. It's very active and there's a lot going on. Like you did say, Tessa, the marinas are a hub and uh, they bring people downtown. They bring people to town. And that's always what we want, right? Is, is bigger, better, more. More Definitely. people. And, and it's, it's great to see that post-pandemic things are starting to come back. And it's awesome to see people again. You know, so it's really, it's pleasant and, and activities are always happening. There's things going on that there's always something down on the water. Awesome. You know, I know. We can't together. wait. We yep. cannot wait for the <laughs> water season. That's for sure. Uh, next, it's customary in our podcast to ask three rapid fire questions. So are you ready for this? Hit me. Go for okay, it. Okay. So what are you reading? What are you listening to? And what are you watching? <sighs> so what are you reading first? What am I reading? That's a real good one. I'm reading actually... I just picked it up. It's it's kind of marine related because I'm a big below deck fan. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it's funny. Captain Lee's book that he wrote a few years back, and it's basically kind of like a memoir on his experience and all that stuff. It, it's great. I love it. But yeah, it's it's just really interesting. Life life on board and life on the water, right? I so know. it's it, it's just a whole other world, right? And it, it's really neat. And I guess that kind of dives into my one of my watching questions. Yes. Uh, sorry, but um, literally the Below Deck series, I'm I'm a sucker for that, for all of that, really. Life on a mega yacht, who wouldn't? I know. You know, but it, it fits for me, but I, I, I like it aside from being where I work, but it's it's, it's a great show. I do love I reality love television, yeah. too. Kind of one of the <laughs> only, like, reality shows that I get. I think it's the drama that happens exactly. on board the boat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. all the different places they get to go to visit is, is kind of fun, so. And what are you listening to? Uh, I have time. I'm really eclectic. Um, I won't deny it when I'm at home in my true Italian <laughs> nature. I have Italian music playing. Of course. But uh, a lot of 90s. I won't deny oh, it. Yes. Like 
bring on the dance mix 95 94 true you know way back when but yeah those are probably pretty well yeah 80s 90s i won't deny it so. <laughs> so this isn't a rapid fire question this is just mostly a personal question for me because aside from all of your duties with the city i know in your personal life you are an amazing chef <laughs> And I love hearing about different things that you're cooking or experimenting with or trying out. So what are you cooking these days? Cooking is always an interesting is, you know, yeah, it is it is a true passion for me. I enjoy it. I just got off Easter and baked a heck of a oh. lot of between Easter bread and peaches and all that other stuff. But <laughs> you know, that's normal for me. And trying to get oh. some food boxes to get some different inspiration because I'm you know, I'm a normal meat and potatoes kind of guy. But uh, and throwing on like pots of sauce is kind of a go-to. So I'm actually looking just to looking forward to changing it up and doing something different that I wouldn't necessarily do on an everyday basis. Because I get kind of tired of the same thing. I know. Right? It's nice to experiment with food yeah. in that way, for sure. And I know a lot of times, like, the last thing I want to do at the end of a workday is run to the grocery store. Exactly. And buy something for exactly. dinner. So that allows you to kind of experiment in a different way. And it's creative, right? Yeah. It's, it's definitely things that, one, I wouldn't keep in my house. But now that barbecue season's starting, oh, you know, know. that's I'm, I'm ready to fire up the grill and keep it going. For sure. So, yeah. Okay, let's get into this now. So your job, among so many other things, involves overseeing the management of city marinas, ensuring that they operate smoothly, efficiently, and includes things such as maintaining the docks, making sure that the boaters are following the rules and regulations, ensuring that the marinas are clean and safe for everyone to use, and handling any emergencies that may arise. So there's a big portfolio that you're responsible for. So can you tell us about some of the challenges that you would face in this type of role? It's not always luxury yachts and boats and cruises absolutely and i think that's the biggest thing everybody sees everything done when they come in right so there's a lot of maintenance that does happen before everything starts we it's that time of year now that we get everything going so there's a lot of cleaning there's there's inspections that have to be routinely done we have a lot of legislation that we have to follow that right like there's pure safety there's repairs that are always needed we live in a northern climate and ice ice does a lot things that we don't notice until the ice is actually gone. Whether it be having to re-pontoon or re-sleeve some pontoons to keep things floating, pun totally intended there, but <laughs> it's uh, it, it's definitely one of those things that marinas are vast. Things change with the weather, absolutely. Mm. Chains always need to be tightened, loosened to keep things from moving too much. Uh, we want them to move, but you want to make sure everything is, is safe. In the in the coming weeks now, the marinas are going to be opening come the long weekend. We have to make sure everything is ready, right? So it's safety is our biggest concern, absolutely. But then we also definitely look to our, our boaters to actually help us out and keep an eye on things too as well. Keep us noted, you know, keep us informed because we're, we're not always down there. Mm. And I mean, like we said, it's it's a big part of our job. But it's also only one portion. Sure. And and we we like to be kept informed you know and we would definitely act as soon as we can whether it be having our our local public works crew help us out with that or if we have to get a contractor into to fix certain things um the biggest thing that we always make sure to to remind people is electrical safety is big in marinas make sure your cables are maintained and and no cables hanging in the water because you never know what might happen electrical shock is real and we definitely say you know there is no swimming in the marinas especially uh, when boats are in you have anywhere from 600 amps floating into a dock that you never know what might happen that's fascinating wow and a lot of our newer marinas are gfi protected so the breaker will trip 
Mm. Um, if something does happen with, and 99% of the time nowadays it's the boats, marina wiring and marina codes have changed. So Bonda Marina is actually our newest marina that was rebuilt a few years back that electrical codes have changed around water <laughs> and everything has to be protected, of course, because of electrical shock. And boaters sometimes don't realize it, that there's wiring in boats that cause the breakers to trip. It's not the dock, it's the boat. It's actually the boat. You know, so oh we're spending goodness. a lot of time educating a lot of boaters too that, you know, it, it's not the electrical of the, the panel. That's just what it's built to do. Like there's always groundswork that we're constantly maintaining and making sure things are kept mm-hmm. up. There's always weeding. There's always different things that we have our summer staff on, which they're going to be starting in the next couple of weeks and getting things freshened up and ready to go. And we're always trying to improve things. We just redid bathrooms down at Bellevue Marina. So we have new fixtures, new shower units and all that stuff. So it's, it's great, you know, have those services for our boaters. It's awesome. So... You know, we talked a little bit about the benefits there. So what are some of the benefits of having a city marina, uh, bringing in, you know, tourists and, you know, every time when I'm down at the marina, I always love just seeing that landscape, right? Of having the boats and the water. It just looks so pristine and beautiful. It changes everything, right? Yeah, but I'm sure there's many other benefits than, you know, just aesthetically how it looks. Absolutely. And I think the Sioux were kind of fortunate that we have two Two marinas, and there are two types of marinas, right? We have our local marina that we have all of our regular seasonal boaters that are local, you know, community members. And it's great to see that one full. And it really actually is full this year that we have very few slips available. I, like we said, was just working on them. But then we have our transient marina. And I always like to compare that to a hotel. It's a floating hotel. So we have to have room available at the hotel. So we're bringing guests in, we're bringing tourists in, which in turn is economic benefit for the community. And like this past summer, we had 16, 17 Grand Banks boats in, which are the large kind of trawler yachts that you more than likely saw this past summer. So it brings a big economic boom into the city and and it brings people in. And it brings gathering and it brings use. There's benefit to, you know, the community itself. There's benefit to our marina staff because they're getting experience and getting customer service experience and, and helping people out. It's exposure to the community and people come and then they share the news. You know, how did, how were they handled? How were they treated? What did we do? You know, when we do these regattas and, and yacht races that do come in every other year, usually they share that news right and and we always like to say the Sioux does one of the best jobs of entertaining and providing to our to our members and and conferences that come in so it's it's a it's a win-win for sure you You definitely start to see like these little communities forming within the community right like the community of boaters that you know start meeting each other and traveling together and exploring the community together 100 percent. and the biggest thing is marinas bring people together and Mm -hmm. In recreation and all that, because marinas are part of recreation, you're out to have fun. Right. You know, and everybody that's boating and out there, they're having fun. They're they're happy, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, we like to, you know, think that, yeah, we're building that community. We're mm-hmm. building that boating community. And things like the, we're part of the North Channel Marine Tourism Council so that stretches the whole North Channel from Killarney up here to the Sioux. Uh, we're kind of that gateway on the north side to bring everybody in and we're the safe haven before you go into superior water. But we all kind of team together and, and share the wealth and keep everybody informed. And it, it's it's fun because we also promote all of our marinas mm-hmm. together. 
you know, not just Sault Ste. Marie, we promote Blind River, we promote Spanish, Killarney, Mountain Lodge, Drummond Island in, in the Sioux, and yeah, in, in Michigan side. We're all part and we're all connected, you know, so everybody kind of travels together. So it's really great. That's so nice. Yeah. I love that community feel to it. How many marinas does the city operate? You mentioned a couple there, but correct. Just so we the do city. have two. Uh, okay. So we have Roberta Bonner Marina, which is conveniently right next door to us. Uh, again, our transient marina and Bellevue Marina down at the foot of Pine Street. So all together, we have about 189, 190 slips total altogether so it's it's quite a quite a vast yeah number. and you mentioned the the relationship between the Sioux Ontario and Sioux Michigan yep. tell me about that relationship with the locks and how the city interacts with the Sioux locks so, why it's so important for us <laughs> to have that presence there right absolutely so the locks um it uh, in partnership with Parks Canada we've been operating since about 1998 when they rebuilt so it's been quite a while now and we have our operators that are up there along with our summer students that are the line handlers so the the canadian lock is basically the recreation lock and that's where all the transients and the recreational boaters do go through you can go through the u.s lock of course but a lot of times it's busy with traffic so everybody does come to us the tour boats go through it all the time that everybody's out there between the miss marie and the and the uh sioux lock tours boats on the uh sioux michigan side so the locks are a kind of vital part and we always make sure you know everybody knows the the, the operators and line handlers at the locks know when the marinas are open because sometimes people need fuel need service you know so it's, it works both ways and it kind of it's kind of nice that it falls within you know my area of, of coverage because it all works together yeah in recent years we've been really fortunate enough to see some of these massive cruise ships come yes. through like especially the yeah. locks right yeah. and you just see them coming through the river and it's yep. just so beautiful now, you have you been on one of those cruises before? Like, have you seen what they look like inside? I'm always trying to, you know, peek through, but we can't. I can say I have been on, really? on the ships. Um, fortunately, in my role as Marine Security Officer for, for the port, I do have to board them to get paperwork signed and all that stuff and, and to authorize the, the, the dockage. So... They're, they're pretty neat inside, I will say, um, especially some of the newer ones. They're all not really that old when it comes down to it, but a few of them, the Ocean Explorer and that, and the Ocean Navigator and Voyager, they're designed to look older, but they're really nice inside. Mm. You know, there's, and then there's some, you know, Pearl Mist is beautiful too, like, but a lot of marbles, a lot of golds, a lot of, some of them are very ornate. Um, the poignant chips that have been, been in the large blue one that's actually featured on our, on our oh, mugs here. One. Okay. Um, beautiful chandelier inside. It's one of the newer ones that was launched just in the end of 2018. So they are, they're very well appointed chips and the customers are great. The, that's the staff crew is awesome. Some awesome on board. They're definitely gorgeous. I'm looking forward to the new ship that's coming in, the Hanseatic Inspiration. She was just launched, I think it was 2021. So it's really, really new. And again, a whole other level of, of customers. Very A lot of European influence on that boat. So Yeah, when you see those customers come off of that boat, it's really mm -hmm. fascinating because they're so... They're so excited to yes. be yeah. in the north, right? Yeah. They're so excited to be in Sault Ste. Marie on Lake Superior, like and the largest freshwater body. Of, exactly. Right? And you know what? And the biggest thing, too, is that a lot of people have never touched, you know, and been in freshwater lake, mm -hmm. right? And we see it every day. But for them, it's it's an experience. It's it's a great time and a great chance for a 10-day, 12-day cruise. And 
everybody loves it. And we hear different stories of all the different ports that they've been to. And uh, and you really just get a nice chance to meet some different people. And a lot of them are, you know, U.S. or center of countries that don't have water. Mm-hmm. So it's a great time for them. You know? Yeah, like we take it for granted, right? Yeah. We just kind of walk past it on the boardwalk or yeah. look at the window sometimes and we see it. Absolutely. But it, we really are so blessed to live in this area. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, and just if I may even add to that, you know, we do operate an actual regulated Transport Canada regulated port. And it's important that when, you know, we do have cruise ships in, we have, you know, security measures that we have to put in place, which is why it's fenced off and blocked off. We're not doing it just for fun. And yeah. it's not a it's not a, a boat that people can board just to kind of tour around and see um, that it is it is a cruise ship. Uh, people so like me trying to peek through the windows. Right. Um, <laughs> so which is why there's fencing up and which is why we, you know, shut down portions of the of the waterfront uh, boardwalk there at the pavilion just to make sure safety and everything is um um is covered definitely yeah so when do marinas open specifically and uh for those that may have some sort of water vessel how like can i just plop my boat in the water and away we go like how does that process work so marinas traditionally open usually by the may long weekend or shortly after bonham marina is usually about the week after bellevue marina opens um the marina itself bellevue marina we have uh always have a wait list And it's it's a good thing to have. There's always people that are wanting to get out on the water. In the last few years, it's been maximized, and and we've we've had people on wait lists for a couple of years, unfortunately. But uh, you definitely can uh, get on a wait list to get a slip. There are seasonal contracts that we issue. If you don't get a slip, though, there's always an opportunity to buy a seasonal launch pass, which allows you to launch unlimited number of, of times throughout the season. I always try to tell people, if you're going to be launching more than seven, eight times, you're better to get a seasonal pass. It's $69 tax in. You can also purchase it online through our, um, our registration system in that. So there's definitely opportunity there. Or purchase it down in our office too. Okay. So contracts and all that for seasonal contracts are through, through our city hall office because we keep track of who's in and we know where everybody is at any given point. We do have some transient slips available for people that might only want to be in for a week or two or maybe a month, you know, so we do have that option as well where people are just kind of testing the waters, you know, and wanting to try something new and, and get into boating. Aside from boats in the marinas, we've had sea dues, we have sailboats, we have we even have kayaks that get docked in the marina. Conveniently, we have the kayak launch right next door that'll be getting hitting the water in the next three, four weeks too. So uh, there, there's a lot going on and, and there's limited space, uh, but we do have space. You know, I wish I could make a bigger marina, but unfortunately I can't. <laughs> amenities that the marina offers like specifically at Bondar Marina Mm -hmm. I I see some visitors sometimes they're having little picnics on the on the docks or the nice thing is when we rebuilt Bondar Marina we we made a nice social platform Mm -hmm. that uh, this past summer we used it as as kind of the the gathering place for the for the Grand Banks rendezvous that was there but there's picnic tables there they you know boaters can socialize there it's a great great function we have bike rentals at Bondar Marina that are available to anybody can get it by the hour, by the half day, by the full day during our, our hours of operation. Bonner Marina, being a transient marina, also offers laundry service. There's laundry facility there for boaters to use. 
We have confectionery items there too. There's full showers and there's full showers at both marinas. Um, as I mentioned, Bellevue marinas, we kind of re re-outfitted those ones in the last couple of years as well. And I will say both marinas are secured locked too for our transient boaters and also our, our seasonal boaters. So you do have to have a code to get in into them. So they are kind of like a private bathroom, kind of private area for them. Both marinas offer fuel of both types, gas and diesel, and ice and charts and all that stuff too. And if there's something that we, you know, don't have even for transients we'll, that may be visiting, we'll find a way to get it to them. You know, that's it's just what we like to do. That's great. Yeah, no, it seems like there's a lot going on in that area for sure. And I didn't realize there was showers, for example. So what a great idea, right? And and the nice thing is, too, it gets people off their boats. Yes, yes. Kind of You're on your boat for so long. You want to be able to get off and relax. Like I said, Bonner Marina does have a lounge area, too, if people just want to get out and, and, and chill and read some magazines that are on site or anything like that or just change their environment, right? So... Yeah, now I was I was reading actually online that some people argue obviously that marinas pose some threat to the freshwater ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And we do have a lot of eco-friendly initiatives that the marinas are implementing in order to kind of combat this this discussion, right? Correct. So can you talk to that a little bit? Uh, the the city marinas are part of our members of Boating Ontario. So Boating Ontario promotes the Clean Marine Program, which we're at Bonner Marina specifically that we are actually members of, we are a gold-rated anchor marina. So that being said, we we strive for as best excellence as we can in the the enviro-friendly and the, the recycling. And we always encourage our boaters to make sure they're using enviro-friendly products to not necessarily wash their boats when they're in port with you know, chemicals mm-hmm. that could harm our waterways because we have one of the best waterways in the world. Exactly. We always collect oil and all that stuff from our boaters when they do different things like that. We bring it up to our uh, specialty waste depots, things like that. We've also encouraged recycling, of course. We actually just purchased some new recycle uh, units and, and garbage units for the marina as well for outside that are a little bigger, be able to accept some of that stuff too. And the marina itself cleaning products that we use at both marinas uh, across between Bonder Park and the marinas uh, are all eco-rated, eco-friendly, recycled material, recycled paper towel, and we've moved to LED lighting, uh, which is one of our parts of the Clean Marine program is that the actual facility itself, not just boaters are are doing their part, but the facility has to as well. So we're always encouraged to, uh, we're encouraged and we encourage others to make sure you, you know, try to be as environmentally friendly as possible. Yeah, I, I mean, I really, I do admire that. I really appreciate that we have this eco-friendly lens that we're trying to protect our waterways because like we were saying earlier this is the largest freshwater uh, that we have so our marinas are really making a difference in terms of protecting the waterways you mentioned it a little bit uh there with the led lighting project but what are some of the other upgrades taking place uh talk to me a little bit about that because i see your pictures online (laughs) and it looks so awesome so we're we were fortunate this year that we were approved to do for bonder park and and some of the area in front of the delta to replace the lighting again not just bonner marina inside the building we're replacing outdoor lighting uh so the pavilion is actually getting relit with led lighting we're removing all of our old 400 watt fixtures to the tune of 26 of them to 12 
200 watt fixture. So we're, we're reducing our consumption, but we're getting brighter. People might have noticed now that all of the white bollard lighting along the port and down where the Miss Marie, it's all white LED light now. Mm. It's brighter, it's cleaner, it's crisper. The boardwalk itself from where the bear carvings would be to basically the Spirits Rising Monument is going to all be slowly changed over to LED as well. And I know Parks is trying to look into it too. They have a lot more lights to change. Uh, all of the Bondar Park light poles are going to be changed. We're working on that. So it's it's definitely going to be brighter, clearer, crisper. Definitely. Know, so, and a lot less power. You know. oh, I love that. And then the boardwalk <laughs> expansion happening around yes. the, the marina area yes. too. So it's really going to add to the whole transformation and the look and feel of Absolutely. that area. And, and we were fortunate with, uh, you know, thanks to Fednor funding and as well as city funding to be able to get that project done. It's just slightly over a million dollar project that we're working on replacement of that boardwalk um it's going to be matching the marina so it's uh, it's great i've seen some pictures from from the fabricator from the company doing it and it looks it's awesome it's going to be you know and it's going to be accessible so it's you know eight and a half feet wide and it's sidewalk yeah. height so anybody can use it it will be closed in the winter because we can't you know sure. get equipment on it just for the nature of it but um it's going to be great to have have that portion back and and like i said it's going to look really good and we can't wait to get some aerial shots of the area as well just to you know have the have a new signature photo for our waterfront it's going to look amazing i can't wait i have a tweet that i pulled And you may or may not like it very much, but I feel like we need to address it. Uh, You know, when we started this podcast, we said we're going to talk about some of the hard issues. Absolutely. So this tweet that I pulled says, oh, look, the underutilized tent with poorly engineered acoustics that is difficult to book because the city has too many rules. Can you comment on this? What events are happening at the pavilion this summer? So, and, and totally, you know, so part of that is real. Um, the pavilion is, there's a lot of concrete. It's yes. hard to work with sound under there. It's a high tent and <laughs> acoustics echo. It's the nature of that type of a facility. Our sound contractors work really well with the site. Some have been with us for a while. We've had some new ones that they work their magic and they make it work. This summer, we have quite a few different things going on. You know, aside from our candidates um, that's happening and our 4th of July concerts and that, we also are fortunate enough to have Blue Rodeo coming in, uh, to which I believe they've sold over 1,200 tickets already. So get your tickets. Uh, they're selling fast. Um, we have another couple that are, we're looking at, some smaller um, uh, concerts as well, that we've just been reached out from some promoters. It, it's, it's not hard to book the pavilion at all. The booking packages are available online. We actually have quite a few weddings this summer, some private functions. We're looking at a couple, you know, festivals that are going to be coming down. Uh, people are looking for bigger places to expand to. And the nice thing is we have we have rain protection. So the biggest thing is, is call us yeah. or check online, email us. We have a booking package that goes over everything. It's not hard. Get us some information and we're willing to work with everybody, right? We have equipment on site, chairs, tables, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Whether we set it up or whether, you know, user groups set it up, it's it's an easy facility to book. We're definitely uh, definitely open to having as many as many uses as possible, you know. Excellent. So, yeah. No, that's great. And there's a there's like a variety of activities going on for all different types of people, right? Like when you were talking about the Canada Day and the July 
for festivities. Like that's all free for our community. Correct. There's the summer concert series that will be coming up shortly. Like these are all free events for our community to just enjoy. Absolutely. And this year Queen Street Cruise is coming down oh, in the pavilion right. as well. So they're going to be, you know, two days of using the area as well. So there's different things that are happening. And like I say, you know, post-pandemic, everything's starting to rebuild, which is great. I know we're kind of tired of the pandemic, but it's true. We're just, we're, we're rebuilding and it's, it's a great chance to, to, to revitalize things and start to get everything going. We were bringing people down with Miss Marie are coming and, and Beaver Tales, of course. Beaver Tales is going to be opening, you know, shortly the long weekend. So everybody's excited for that. I know I am. Yeah. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's, it, it's quite utilized, you know, by yeah. the community, whether it be private or whether it be public. I think we also need to remember too that we do have maintenance that needs to get done too so we, we can't necessarily have things going on every day because it's a large area that we do have to cover and there's only so many staff too but you know we yeah. make we make it happen yeah no i i am so looking forward to the summer and getting yeah. outside there and just exploring the area checking out the boats and the concerts and everything going on i can't wait to welcome our students down to the area too because yeah. they always do a great job in maintaining the area keeping it as clean as possible and yeah it's just it's it's a really exciting time in your area so thank you so much and like you said we we have great staff you know both full-time staff and our summer students you know we all strive for the same common goal to to make the Sioux the great place to live play and work you know I love that that's a great way to end our discussion today so thank you so much for for joining us Rick I want to thank you for for coming on our podcast today absolutely Where You Belong is produced by the City Clerk's Office. Make sure you check back next month for our next episode. If you are looking for more information, head to our website at suesaintmarie.ca slash podcast. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a topic for a future episode, email podcast at cityssm.on.ca. Until next time.